Good morning, Gateway Church. I hope this message finds you all and your families well. We do have one announcement this morning. In two weeks, the first Sunday in May, May 3rd, we will be celebrating communion at the end of our service. So if you'd like to celebrate at home, put on your mask and gloves and pick up matzah and juice next time you're out at the store. Let's go to scripture, Luke 24, 44 through 48. Now he said to them, these are my words, which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead the third day and that repentance for forgiveness of all sins would be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Let's pray. Father, while this pandemic has taken away many things from us, from lives lost down to some of the smallest um, conveniences of our daily lives, it cannot take away your word which is our anchor for us to cling on. And it cannot take away your mercy, your grace and forgiveness and love for your children as shown through the ultimate sacrifice of your son on our behalf. We thank you for this day, Lord, and we thank you for these gifts. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, Gateway Church. I'm Laura, and as one of the students attending this church, I just wanted to share some things with you. So it's been really hard to do school from home with this whole coronavirus thing going on. In the beginning, no one really knew what we were doing, and so different people were telling us different things, and it was just really confusing. And then I got so piled in work. So I was basically doing work from like 9.30 in the morning till 10, 11 o'clock at night without taking any breaks, really. And it was just so stressful and overwhelming. They've actually changed the schedule of when work is due now, so the workload has eased up a bit, and I've actually been able to take breaks, so thank God for that, because that was definitely needed. But even just apart from the workload, it's hard to be stuck at home. I mean, for me, I'm kind of used to never leaving the house for days on end and not really getting to see many people from just the times that I've been really sick, but it's still really hard. And especially for me as a senior, it's hard for me to think about the fact that a lot of my friends will be going away to college and I might never see them at school again, or even just some of the teachers I'm really close with. And it just, it's just really depressing to think about and adds on to this feeling of total isolation. And it's even hard when there's events that you're looking forward to that you thought were definite, um, and now they're getting canceled and everything's all up in the air and there's just so much confusion and uncertainty and it kind of feels like everything is falling apart but this week god has really been speaking isaiah 43 2 to 5a to my heart god originally spoke these words to israel telling them that they were going to be taken into captivity but he would save them and he says when you pass through the waters i will be with you and when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. 
since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. And that has just been really comforting to me. Because no matter what happens, no matter what we have to go through, God is with us and he is still in control. He is our savior and we are precious to him and he loves us. He won't leave us. And if we cling to him, he'll get us through whatever comes our way. So we don't have to be afraid. And I've just found that really encouraging. So please just pray for those of us who are students that God will help us get through this really tough time. Thank you. Good morning, Gateway Church family. It's me, Sue, and I'm here this morning to share a testimony of what God has been graciously doing in my life for the last four weeks. Uh, I have been under house arrest like the rest of you, and on March 22nd, I came down with fever and flu-like symptoms, which indeed turned out to be COVID-19 virus. I was sick for about two weeks. Um, the first week was the most traumatic because of the high and low fevers and loss of smell and taste and just the typical flu-like symptoms. But watching, um, just watching the news and people's stories and what was happening uh, didn't really upset me until the second week I was sick when I really comprehended what was going on. But during that first week, I had fevers up and down. Um, and there was one day laying on the couch, staring at the ceiling, feeling quite numb. I spoke to the Lord with an audio voice like this. And I said, Lord, you might just take me during this illness and I don't feel ready and I don't want to go, but um, I was okay. I had a peace about me and so many people were passing away. And I even know people now that uh, people that passed away and in a sense, I was ready but he spared me and I'm so thankful. Um, there was another night where I just abruptly sat up in bed, fever of about 103, and I raised my hands up to the Lord and I said, Lord, you are the great physician, the healer, Jehovah Rapha. I, Lord, I ask that you heal me. And a couple of days later, my fever started to break and go down. And I just wanted to share with you and encourage you that uh, one day at a time, we're going to get through this. And one of the things that helped me get through it was reading through Psalm 91, meditating on other scriptures and listening to worship music and cutting down on watching the news, but getting my fill to know what's going on around the world. Psalm 91 was very encouraging to me. It was sent to me by my sister and several others. And there's some quotes and paraphrases I'm going to share with you that God is my refuge. And he certainly was. He held me in the cleft of the rock and I felt his presence and I felt your prayers. There was a dead, deadly pestilence, it says in verse three, and really what we're all hearing is, it's like a plague going around the world, but we should not fear. We should not fear in the terror of the night, and he saved me from that also. I felt his angels, verse 11 talks about angels and um, guarding us and protecting us, and I felt that there was also a sense of being rescued and I felt protected and I felt very much helped by my husband during that time. There was trouble in my life like everybody else's, but I felt having this illness the second week I realized how serious it was and I felt the trouble God delivered me and friends, sometimes the trouble we go through 
and he delivers us from it isn't quite in the way in which we want. And I just know in the end, as the end of the Psalm says, that he's my salvation. And that's what I clung to even when I didn't realize what I was clinging to. I knew it was God. I knew it was the Holy Spirit working in me. So friends, uh, I pray that this is an encouragement to you that you know that we don't have all the answers, but um, maybe you can do what I've been doing, spend more time worshiping him in the scriptures, meditating and encouraging one another. Thank you. Good morning, Gateway Church. It's great to be with you again, uh, and it's great to have this opportunity to once again open the word to you. I hope things are going well. Uh, we've been calling you to pray for people, uh, everyone in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic that's engulfed us, that keeps us from fellowshipping uh, together. Um, if you have prayer requests, you can bring them to the church's attention. Uh, by either calling the office and leaving a message, or you can go to our webpage, www.gatewayli.org, and uh, leave a message on the contact section uh, with your prayer request. And we're not afraid to receive praises, too, if God did something awesome in your life. Uh, let us know, and we'll rejoice with you. Uh, as this continues to go on, I'm amazed at how intertwined uh, everything uh, is as far as our economy, as far as our spiritual lives, uh, and the need for prayer at every level. Uh, this morning I walked by a large box that's sitting on the floor in one of the rooms of our home and remembered that it was full of the trophies for our Pine Car Derby, uh, which we had to cancel. And uh, I thought about the fact that I'll bet no one's ordering trophies from this trophy company. And that means more people out of work. Uh, everything that you look at and see uh, realizes that our economy has layers to it, and those layers are affected by this in every way. I was also speaking with some pastors that um, have lost uh, people within their congregation, and because of the limits of the number of people that could get together, uh, they had to tape their messages and send them to the funeral homes so that more family members, uh, the few, whether it's five, ten that could attend, uh, we're able to be there and be a part of the grieving process. So as we go on, please remember to pray. And I want to begin uh, our teaching session this morning with um, just a word of prayer. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for bringing us this far. I know, Father, that you're fully able to bring us all the way through. We commit um, our lives to you. We commit our nation to you. We commit our community of the New York metro area that has been hit very, very hard by this virus. We're asking, Father, for you to bring peace to those that grieve, health to those that are weary and weak and suffering. Be with our medical personnel, be with our police officers, be with our first responders at every level. Be with our store owners and workers, those that are keeping food on our tables and those that are keeping our communities safe. I thank you, Father, for everybody that has the privilege to work from home. I thank you for watching over our children. And Father, we're asking that you would continue to give us wisdom to how best see our way through this. Give our political leaders uh, the knowledge and the wisdom to know when and how to open up our economy and our country again. And we pray now, Father, that you would help us as we take a look at your word and we look at a passage of scripture this morning that should encourage our hearts May we see your kingdom for what it is. 
And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Those of you that know me uh, know of uh, my love for music. And uh, we've been talking about uh, the fact that the world's been turned upside down by this pandemic. Um, and if music touches your heart like it does mine, um, I know that it plays an important part of it. But if you know just a little bit about music is, is that there are some things that make for good music. Uh, there is talent, there's ability, and you talk to anybody who's made it very far in music world or somebody that you enjoy listening to, uh, they'll tell you there's a lot of practice involved, no matter how talented they were. Uh, but if you don't know how to tune your instrument, uh, you can play as great as you want, but there's just something dissonant and off about it. And God tells us that we have that kind of a problem when it comes to understanding the music of his kingdom, understanding uh, how his kingdom works. And so we talked about the fact that from the time of Jesus' presentation as the king in the triumphal entry, through the Passion Week and his dying on the cross, his being raised from the dead, he was constantly uh, trying to correct the dissonance that people had in their hearts about the kingdom of God. Jesus' message was the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus' message was my kingdom is not of this earth. It's something different. It's something that you need to learn about. And uh, it's a lot like music. And so I love that hymn where there was a very honest cry from the hymn writer uh, saying, Lord, would you come as a fount of every blessing and tune my heart to sing of your grace. Our hearts don't naturally sing of the grace and the goodness of God. And we ask God to help us to see his kingdom. And so I hope that what we're going to do this morning is, is just learn a little bit about tuning in the spiritual realm, the tuning of our lives to see the things of God. And so we're going to ask you to have this as your prayer, to let God tune your heart to live in his kingdom. Let God tune your heart to be able to experience it to the fullest. We find that following the resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, the disciples had a lot of interesting reactions, reactions to seeing the Lord Jesus. And in Luke chapter 24, beginning with verse 26, it says, While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. Now, there are many of us that wish we'd have some kind of a spiritual experience that would shake us and let us know that God is for real. But when God did intervene in the things of uh, earth, and when God does come, there was always this element of fear because it just didn't fit in with the dissonance that was experiencing all around them. The way that we live our lives out of tune with the things of God, the way we deny Him as a creator, the way that we sin against Him as a lawgiver, the way that we just can become complacent and find that we have no need of Him at all. And so, while the disciples experienced the resurrection, there was a lot of confusion in their lives. There was a lot of um, problem with that. And because of that, you need to recognize that there's confusion in your life about spiritual things. And that we need to have God tune our hearts. Because his challenge to you is, is he wants you to experience peace. Peace be with you was the message of the angels when Jesus was born. Peace be with you was the message of the risen Christ. Peace be with you was the message of the angels that were standing guard by the tomb when the disciples and the women came to, 
treat the body of the Lord Jesus Christ and found that he wasn't there. But we need to tune our hearts to sing of his grace. The first thing that will help you to do that is, is to really wrap your mind around the resurrection of Jesus. What is it that makes it such a significant part of the Christian faith? Wrestle with the fact is, do I really believe that it happened and it was real? We rest on the testimony of those that were there. And so I'm asking you to get your mind around the resurrection. It is one of the most fabulous things that you could do to help your heart to tune, to live in his kingdom, to realize that God's got something way bigger than just the stuff of earth for us to be involved in, something that's going to last for eternity. And so in verse 38 of this passage, he said to them, why are you troubled and why do doubts arise in your mind? And these are the questions of a teacher. He's not surprised that they're reacting this way. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, if you were to see somebody who had been raised from the dead, you'd have a lot of questions in your mind about, is this really happening to me? Uh, I've been involved in some incredible circumstances in life, and I just said, is this for real, or am I having an out-of-body experience? But Jesus said, why are you troubled, and why do doubts arise in your mind? And he invited them to look at the wounds that were on his body, and to even touch them. And he says, look at my hands and feet. It is I myself, touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you have seen. When he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And so we need to wrap our minds around the resurrection, that it was for real. It took the disciples a while to do that. But we rest on their testimony. And we rest on the risen Lord and his ability to come and work with us. But God's kingdom is about something exciting. God's kingdom is about something that beats death, something that is, brings abundant life to those of us that are living here on this earth. And we need to get our minds around the resurrection. The second thing that we need to do is we need to learn to deal with dissonance. Uh, there is a lot of dissonance in the world, and people have trouble understanding what it is. They see it. They hear it. They know that there's good, they know that there's evil in this world, and that the two of them clash, but they don't know how to get rid of it. And the scriptures tell us that Jesus, his life, his death on the cross, his resurrection from the dead, is the way that you deal with this dissonance between good and evil. And so the first thing that we find is, is that Jesus was speaking to them and he said, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And so, in order to make sense out of all that took place in that week, Jesus says, it's going to come down to this. I'm giving to you a message that I want you to take to the world. That message is, is that what I have done on the cross, and what has been accomplished through my resurrection from the dead, is that I want repentance for the forgiveness of sins to be preached in his name to all nations. Because sin is the greatest dissonance in all of life. People have sinned against God. They've sinned against each other. Um, while we've had this time to um, do uh, uh, spend a little bit of time away from people, uh, we've watched a couple of movies, and two of them had to do with war. And I've just been amazed at how ugly mankind can get. How harsh in his treatment of others. How disrespectful. Uh, the world wars 
we're horrible in what's going on. And that evil goes on to this very day in the persecution of people all around this globe, in governments that don't re respect the sanctity of human life, that people that don't respect each other. That's why we have murders. That's why we have thievery. That's why we have all of this that goes on. There is a sin problem in mankind. We're confused about sexuality. We're confused about the rightness and what is uh, the respectability of life. And so God has said that what I want to have happen is, is that the reason I died on that cross is so that there could be forgiveness of sins. Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid the penalty for the things that we've done wrong. And so if you want to know what to do with the Easter message, we need to take it and own it, and we need to take it and give it to others. I remember how free I felt when God opened my eyes to see that Jesus had died for my sins. I knew that I was a sinner, and I knew that I had offended other people. I knew that I offended my God, and that Jesus would love me so much that he would die on the cross, and that he would pay the penalty for my sins. What a privilege it was for him to then call me a child of God, and he offers that to you. And this is the message that helps us to understand what God's kingdom is all about, that we deal with the dissonance by dealing with sin. And this word repentance is a key word because it means you realize that you turn away from the sin and go in a new direction. You seek out the things of God and the things of his kingdom, the things that he says are right, not the things that mankind has determined is right. Because man is willing to settle for a lot of sin that's really hurtful. Mankind is willing to settle for a lot of brokenness. And that's why we have problems with drugs in our nation. That's why we have problems with our families falling apart and divorce running rampant. That's why we have problems with our jails being full to overflowing. And that's why we have all the problems that all surround us because of the sinfulness of man's heart. But God says to you today is I can set you free from all of that. I can make you a different person. I can allow you to live in my kingdom and experience life the way it was meant to be lived. We need to deal with the dissonance. And my hope and prayer is, is that you're somebody who's already committed your life to Christ, but if you haven't, you need to know that Jesus died on the cross for you. Jesus is raised again from the dead to show you that life can be given to you, both now and for eternity. And so while we're talking about this process of letting God tune us to be a part of his kingdom, you've got to get your minds wrapped around the resurrection and what that means for you. You need to deal with the dissonance, and we need to learn to witness with power from on high. Jesus said to his followers that had seen him and had touched him, and had come to the conclusion that he was really there before their eyes. He says, you are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. God knew that they could go around and tell the story right then and there, but there was something about his kingdom that needs the Spirit of God to do its work in order for it to break into the lives and hearts of people. And so it was on, in Acts chapter 2 that the disciples were gathered for prayer in Jerusalem in the upper room. And the Spirit of God descended on them like fire. And with power they went out that day and they were a witness to the things of Jesus and his call to be the Savior of his people. 
And Peter stood up that day and thousands committed their lives to the Lord, not just because of his testimony and what he had seen, but because he spoke in the power of his spirit. We know when Zerubbabel was trying to build a temple in the Old Testament after it had been destroyed by the Babylonians, uh, God said to him that it would not be by might or by power that he would succeed in fulfilling his mission to build that temple, but it would be by God's Spirit. And we have to realize today that our witness is in the power of God's Spirit. One of the things that I've realized in the midst of this pandemic is, is how much I need to rely on God's Spirit. A lot of us that you've heard today are very uncomfortable speaking in front of just a camera, hoping that it will reach you as you're sitting in your living room or at your desk or uh, watching this in some way on one of your um, media devices. But we've been praying that God would use this electronic media to speak to your heart. And it, we want it to be not just by might, not by power, not by any great story that we tell or anything that we do, but by because His Spirit has spoken to your heart. And when we go to witness for Jesus Christ, if you've come to the conclusion that what happened to Jesus on the cross was for you, and it's a story that needs to be told to others, you need to understand that He wants us to wait for power from on high. Have you been praying? Have you been laboring before Him? Have you been asking God, what am I supposed to do to reach out to my neighbors? What am I supposed to do to reach out to my family? How can I do it in the power of your spirit? If you're one of those that has to go to work in the midst of this, for our doctors and nurses and police officers and others that are on the front line, for those that have to work in the grocery stores and the other places that are open and people are coming through the marketplace, are you asking God to help you to do it in the power of his spirit, that it might be a witness for him? I love the way Luke ends his gospel at the end of this discussion. He says that while he was blessing them, Jesus blessed him, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. This word worship and this word praise, uh, we need to understand what it means the word worship means to bow down to him and we need to bow down before God and we need to be those that um, seek his face and worship him but I love this word that's praise because it means to speak well of God and this is one of the easiest kinds of witness that we can do all day long throughout the week is just speak well of our God the Sun came up today and it was beautiful and so when somebody asks you how the weather is and saying, hasn't God given us a beautiful day? Um, when somebody says, how are you doing? You can make mention of the fact of my God's forgiven my sins and I'm not feeling great physically today, but I'll tell you this, that I am doing fine spiritually because I'm walking with the King today and I'm hoping that I can be a blessing to the world around me. I'm hoping that you will understand that God needs to tune your heart to sing of his grace. Get your mind around the resurrection and own it as something that you believe because of the witness and the testimony by the power of the Spirit of those that had seen Jesus and had touched him and knew that it was him that had been raised from the dead. It was Jesus who had ascended before their eyes into the very heavens. Deal with the dissonance in your life, the sin problem that we have. You need to be those that, that have gotten as much of the dissonance out and and, you know, we need to get up in the morning and tune our lives to live in his kingdom.
we need to throughout the day retune ourselves every time i pick up my guitar to worship every time i pick it up to practice i tune it those of you in our uh congregation that are instrument play, people that play instruments you know you've got to tune your instrument or there's always dissonance and if you're not tuning your life and dealing with the dissonance people are always going to be seeing you as just a little bit out of tune god's going to be looking at you as out of tune his kingdom needs people that have been tuned to live there and sing his praise and then finally we need to witness in the power of his spirit and one of the ways that you can do that is to just speak of well of your god and your savior everywhere you go this message of easter is fresh on our minds and there's people in this world right now because of this pandemic that are hungry for a word of encouragement and my prayer is is that you might be able to bring a well-spoken word about your God to your community, to your family, to the church around you. And my prayer is, is that you will be a blessing to others because of this. Um, I hope that you'll have a testimony in just a few days and in a few weeks about how your life has been tuned just a little bit better to live in God's kingdom. Let's pray. Father, I give you great thanks for the privilege of being a part of your kingdom. And I thank you for everything that you did to make us able to live in that kingdom. I thank you for the death of Jesus and his payment on the cross for our sins. I thank you for his resurrection and the hope of eternal life. I thank you, Father, for the privilege of speaking well of you, of bowing down before you and worshiping you. Father, you are an incredible, awesome, and good God. I pray that you would be our strength in the midst of this pandemic. I pray that you would be our encouragement in the midst of this pandemic. I pray that you would be our life in the midst of this pandemic. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. And I pray, Father, that we would be a congregation that are tuned to sing of your grace, tuned to sing of your glory, tuned to sing your praise. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. May God's blessing be with you. It's all about you, Jesus, and all this is for you. Glory and your fame, it's not about me. As if you should do things my way, you alone are God, and I surrender to your ways. She
itself belongs to you. Alpha and Omega, you have loved me, and I will share eternity with you. It's all about you. is for you, for your glory and your fame, it's not about me, as if you should do things my way, you alone are God, and I surrender to your way.